Hey there, field trippers. It's Brent. Today we're talking about Alex Jones. And you could have heard this episode weeks ago on patreon.com slash Brent Comedy. Just five bucks a month is going to get you early access to all the podcasts here on the field trip. Currently on the Patreon are the episodes uh, for the history of the KKK, secret societies, method actors, Elon Musk, and another confessions episode. I've had a lot of you reach out and say you enjoy that format, uh, and I appreciate that. There's a new one right over there on patreon.com. You're also going to get some exclusive episodes that I'm not going to put anywhere else but Patreon. Also, it's just a way to support me and all the stuff that I do, whether it's my videos, uh, my work on the Cafeteria podcast, or my horror movie podcast, The Coming to Get You. Also, some of the alumni of this show have been pretty busy releasing comedy specials. I'd like to recommend a few. Matt Alano Martin, you know him from the Music Conspiracies episode. His special is available on YouTube right now. It's called Tango in Philly. Also, Trey Crowder, Corey Ryan Forrester, and Drew Morgan just released their specials. That's available on Amazon. And Brad Wenzel, you've seen him on Conan three times and uh, heard him on an Uberfax episode of this show. Let's hear a little bit from him. I'm just going to say a bunch of funny stuff. (laughs) That's how I like to do it. This is Comedy Zone Brad Wenzel, and I have a new stand-up special called Joke, Joke, Joke. Check it out. Dave Thomas named Wendy's after his daughter, Wendy, which is super crazy when you think about it, because his oldest son was named Burger Shack Thomas. (laughs) I think... I think a UFC fight would look more organic if the referee was a drunk woman who kept yelling, you guys. <laughs> I don't like the evil clown from the It movie, but I bet nobody hates Pennywise more than a regular clown trapped in a storm drain. <laughs> He's like, I know this looks bad. <laughs> But please help me. <laughs> the specials on YouTube, the album, wherever you get comedy albums. You can buy the vinyl if you want. It spins. Bradcomedy.com for links or at Brad Wenzel on Instagram. I don't have segues for any of these. <laughs> Welcome to the Field Trip Podcast. My name is Brent Terhune. This episode, we're talking about uh, one of the probably the most controversial figures in in media and, and conspiracy theories, definitely. We're talking about Alex Jones with my guest, Jeff Bailey. Jeff, how you doing, man? Not too bad, man. How are you? I'm good. Now, before we turn the mics here on uh, Jeff, before we started the show, you and I both said, hey, we have we have notes on Alex Jones. So for you, the listener, I got some notes. 
Jeff has some notes and we're going to try and blend them into one cohesive episode. So if it sounds a little jumbled or a little out of order, it's because we have separate things, but that's how much we care about talking about Alex Jones. <laughs> and also uh, I, I said off mic that I, and I said the uh, fan is a wrong word, but like a, a guy who watches Alex Jones, not for the right reasons. Are you that way, Jeff? Yes, this is 100%. You know, you're watching the NASCAR race for the Rex. Yeah. Kind of a, you are not. Yeah, you're not a fan of this guy. No one's a fan of this. Well, <laughs> well, look at any comments on anything because there are definitely people that are fans. And uh, yeah, it's uh, and I I don't watch uh, daily or at all his show Infowars, the Alex Jones show. But it's like and I, I do. He's been deplatformed. He's not on any social media as far as I know. And I kind of miss when he was because then we would get the best of the crazy clips. Yes. I was just thinking to myself, I don't know if I've ever watched more than like 20 minutes of him. It's I think I don't know that most people can. Most it's, normal people. It's a yeah. lot. <laughs> One of my early uh, memories of Alex Jones was listening on the radio. I was driving uh, up to the upper peninsula of Michigan, which if you're unaware, is pretty much by Canada. And there's a bridge that leads from like lower Michigan up to the UP uh, called the Mackinac bridge. I'm on the Mackinac bridge driving and I'm flipping through radio stations. And I, I think it was like tired of all the music and all the podcasts I had. Let me see what's on the radio. And it was Alex Jones. And it was really like, he was saying like a, a rant of they're coming to take our guns. And it was that it was, it wasn't, it wasn't any more nuanced than that. And even then I was like, this guy's crazy, <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's, that's, so that's like my memory of Alex Jones. What about you? You know, I, now I'm trying to think of when I first heard of Alex Jones. Uh, I believe it was the nine 11 stuff. Yeah. And we'll, he right. cause he was like one of the first ones to be on all the nine 11 truth, yeah. truther type stuff. He is the reason uh, people say inside job. I'm pretty sure he was the guy that like coined that. Probably. And like I, in my research and maybe you found that, but do you, do you remember that, uh, that nine 11 movie called loose change? Yes. Yeah. Where it's a, uh, I, and I, I've tried to watch it in the past year or so to go back and revisit. Cause I do like to watch conspiracy stuff and then revisit it to see if it's held up or if whatever they predicted has come true. And oh, I can't awesome. find like the, the original loose change, but I guess he was like an executive producer on that movie. He was. And I think I may know a reason you, you cannot find that at least the original form. I'm pretty sure that was debunked so heavily. He mm -hmm. had to make another <laughs> movie. So basically, yeah, I think that one's not, it's kind of probably harder to find. Cause I think that one uh, kind of got shit on pretty quickly. And I feel like I watched it originally, like on a Netflix or something. I, I believe so. Cause Where I was, it was like this, all this stuff that nobody would take seriously now was on a major platform at one point. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's, it's pretty crazy. And actually going through all the, uh, the stuff, I didn't realize how far back uh, Alex Jones goes and all of this stuff. 
uh, but he was actually kind of around in the, uh, the Oklahoma City bombing time. Mm-hmm. So I was, I was just kind of thinking in my head, maybe that was where I had maybe first initially heard of him. Yeah. I wouldn't have been following any type of news back when that happened anyway. No, um, definitely not. But I remember that one so distinctly because it happened on my birthday. Okay. Yeah. Happy birthday, man. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Until you feel bad for the 9-11 babies, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's, finally, the, oh, it's like Christmas babies or 9-11 babies because it's never about you. <laughs> oh, I remember that so much, too. I, I was at Catholic school at the time. And uh, I was very excited to go and get treats and stuff because that, that was the whole, you know, you're in like fifth grade. Mm-hmm. Uh, when it's your birthday, you get treats. And I remember going there that day and everyone was in the gym uh, crying and praying. And I was like, what? <laughs> what is happening? And you guys really love my birthday. <laughs> yeah, I was like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Hoping for a little bit more happiness, but we can do a somber birthday. Yeah, sure. Whatever. Uh, as long <laughs> as there's treats, I don't care. Uh now, before we jump into to our notes, I will tell people if you're looking for uh, more material on Alex Jones, there's not, there's never been a shortage of it. But I will direct you to something that I think is uh, great and a lot shorter than what we're gonna do. But uh, the John Oliver this week, I think what's the show this week tonight? But it's the Alex Jones episode. It's about 20 minutes on YouTube for free. Uh, I think it's great. And then there's another podcast that I mentioned. I think. Um, Oh, what was it? It was on the QAnon episode that I did, and their podcast is called QAnon Anonymous. Not every episode is about uh, Alex Jones. I've only listened to the one, but they really d- uh, did a deep dive on all his court uh, cases and stuff. Uh, if you okay. want to, if you want to know about that, and there's an article that I'll mention later, that, which is good too. But if if people like and want more of this stuff, go watch and listen to that stuff. <laughs> uh, no, that's that's a really good that's a really good one. Is the uh, last week tonight with jo- John Oliver? Uh, mm-hmm. and, and it's not too long; it's about 20 minutes, I think. Uh, yeah, yeah, and it really it really hammers <laughs> a lot of stuff that we're probably going to go over mm-hmm. today. Well, let, let's jump into it. Alex Jones was born February 11th, 1974 in Dallas. His uh, dad was a dentist and his mom was a homemaker. Um, and from a young age, the, the book that really influenced him was one called None Dare Call It Conspiracy by a guy named Gary Allen. Uh, and the book alleges global bankers controlled American politics rather than elected officials. Now, just that part, Jeff, I read that before we went on just to go over notes again, global bankers controlled American politics rather than elected officials officials. I'm like, that's not that far fetched, you know? No, that, no, actually that's why I'm glad you said that. Cause actually out of everything, it's like, that's the most cohesive thought that <laughs> is just right there. Uh, and that's like, and that's what the thing with a lot of conspiracy stuff where it's kind of, there's a little bit of, yeah, I could get on board with that. And then a lot of it quickly jumps off and I'm like, nah, you lost me. But, uh, you know, rich people controlling uh, uh, politicians. Yeah, I can see that for sure. Yeah. Money dictating uh, the outcomes of elections, of course. And and that's been a thing. Uh, so, yeah, that's that's the most normal thing of everything that he says. <laughs> yeah, uh, because Gary Allen is also a man <laughs> that said, and I quote. 
he believed rock music was a Pavlovian communist mind control plot. I love that's the thing with like these types of people. It can't be just a mind control plot. It's got to be a a Pavlovian mind control plot or Joe Biden can't be. There was a quote that I didn't write down, but it was like uh, he's a a uh, communist, a China communist, satanic blank. It's always got to be like three things before the actual person or thing that they're talking about. Yeah. A globalist, Zionist, elitist. You know, <laughs> always, yeah, there's always these uh, multiple layers to it. Well, and, and that book, None Dare Call It Conspiracy, Jones uh, said it's the easiest read to uh, primer on the new world order. So I have a bunch of terms that if we're going to talk about Alex Jones, you kind of have to at least introduce, even though I still don't understand exactly what some of these are. So we have new world order, which, of course, is Hulk Hogan, Kevin Nash and Scott <laughs> Hall. <laughs> for you wrestling fans um now the the new world order the common theme and a conspiracy th- uh, theory uh, about the the nwo the new world or uh, new world order is a secretive power elite with a globalist agenda uh is conspiring to eventually rule the world through author uh author author uh, authoritarian uh one world government um so it's, you know, one small group of people trying to make a one world government and control the whole world. But then then, Jeff, we get the word globalist. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like you hear people say that all the time, but the, it's it's just kind of a word that people say. But I know I know it, that they think it means bad people, but I don't yeah. know what globe globalist is or means. So I- Go ahead. You're 100 percent right. I I don't, and it doesn't. Even when you say it, it doesn't sound that bad. Usually, like when you say something like that, you want it to sound kind of bad right off the bat, and it doesn't. <laughs> yeah, global. it's almost ca- when they say cabal. I could that sounds not good either. <laughs> but, right. That's, yeah. But it's there. You're like you're using words that a lot of those people, conspiracy types, will say, but then. I kind of glosses over because I oh I know that means a group that they don't like but what does that mean you know um, yeah globalist uh, political ideology related to the interconnections across the world uh, new world order which exposes that malicious agents are attempting to form a world government so it's kind of the same NWO and globalist. I feel like those they use those terms interchangeably. Yes, they they do, because those are the two most common ones that you hear. Or is uh, that? And then we get uh, deep state, and I don't know if that'll actually come up a lot, but in, in our conversation, but uh, stuff that I read, uh, they're always talking about the deep state, the globalists, the new world order. A body, the deep state, a body of people, typically influential members of government agencies or the military, believed to be involved in the secret manipulation or control of government policy. So, but it's, to me, it just sounds like politicians, like not deep right. state, but politicians. They're just controlling things, but then one's a little more secret than the other. But I wanted to, I wanted to define those terms because you hear people like Alex Jones say those all the time. Yes, and it sounds like just a way of a fancier way of just saying corruption. 
Yeah. In a much more complicated way than just being, yeah, they're corrupt people. Did you have any more on um, on Gary Allen? <laughs> I do. Actually, uh, interesting Gary Allen note is that he uh, wrote speeches for George Wallace, the 45th governor of Alabama. And he's a huge segregationist. Mm. And he <laughs> actually has the quote, segregation now, segregation tomorrow, segregation forever, which could have been one of Gary Allen's lines. I have no idea. But it also links it to uh, white supremacy mm-hmm. and stuff like that. You hear a lot of the same terminology with a lot of these conspiracy people and a lot of neo-Nazi people. And again, they're connected to one book as well. They're into the Turner uh, Diaries. So that's their book that they kind of worship. And it kind of seems like uh, this is you know, the book that engages most with uh, conspiracy theorists. So it's kind of funny. They always have, you know, this one kind of Bible, you could almost say, that they go to. Did you do much on the Turner? Uh, what What is it? The Turner what? It's the Turner Diaries. And that's like a huge book amongst uh, white nationalists and white supremacists. Okay. Uh, it's a book that comes up a lot when you. I, did, I didn't know that. I didn't know that book, which I guess is good. If, <laughs> I was like, uh, <laughs> Oh, you mean page 47 of the Turner diary? Like, (laughs) yeah. Yes. Okay. So it's kind of the handbook, the white supremacist handbook. Yes. That's their book that, uh, that you will hear uh, brought up the most is the Turner diaries. Okay. And just, yeah, just going over Alex Jones for a little bit, this book kind of keeps coming up. And then once you realize who the author is and you kind of go back through his backstory, you kind of see, you know, some connections to, uh, you know, white supremacy there, just, just him being, you know, a speechwriter for a notoriously racist man. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. The man, and again, the man behind the racist, <laughs> the man behind the right. So he's the one giving him all the fancy words, mm-hmm. but it was, uh, well, uh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, go Jeff. Uh, so yeah, it, it's just, it's interesting to uh, see because it, a lot of uh, a lot of really racist people. You'll hear them use kind of similar terminology: globalists and elitists, Zionists, uh, stuff like that. I've heard Alex Jones say, uh, "Yeah, different things about uh, Jews and stuff like that." So when you start putting those kind of things together and and kind of the background of this author, um, yeah, you just kind of start painting a little bit more of a picture of him. Yeah, where it's even like recently, uh, Alex Jones had Kanye West on. Yeah, Which it's like one one trying to out crazy the other. And <laughs> and I don't remember exactly what Kanye said, but it was like he's like, I love Hitler. I love yeah. like all I don't have a problem with Nazis. And even Alex Jones is like, but yeah, but you don't you don't really mean that, do you? And like <laughs> he, he tried to gives him gives Kanye West the the Nazi sympathizer and out and Kanye <laughs> wasn't having it. It's weird that Alex Jones is the least crazy person in the room out of those two. And this is kind of where it connects back to the mega church thing you guys were talking about. Uh, He kind of exposed himself there in that moment of it being far more of a grift than more of his personality and something he's, you know, and I don't know because I don't know him personally. So I can't tell you what those percentages would be. But in an instant like that, you would think he'd, you know, dig in and go full into his character and he didn't. So you got to wonder how much of this is full, his personality and how much of it is a grift. 
Yeah, because before we turn the mics on here, we you you mentioned the episode of this podcast uh, on mega pastors, and the more research I did on Alex Jones, a lot of it fell in line, not religious wise, but the grift, and we'll see that later in our episode. But it's it's like, man, you just have leaned all into this character, and then people buy into it, and now you're selling them vitamins, you know? Yes, after telling them. Hey, don't trust the pharmaceutical corporations. You know, they put shit in the pills. It'll make mm-hmm. you gay and all this stuff. And then he's like, <laughs> but you should take, you should take my, my bone, you know, pills or whatever. Bone, bro. I have a list of uh, stuff yeah. that he sells. So <laughs> my favorite thing Jones does is I love when he goes through what he's going to sell you, but then kind of backs off what it is that it does. Like, he, you know, he'll, he'll be like, well, it's a vitamin. I, I can't guarantee that it's, you know, hundred percent vitamins, <laughs> what I know, it's, it's, you know, and it's just, it's so funny. You know, he always kind of like, well, you know, I don't know if it's going to fully do what I said. <laughs> it's, it's very much like if you saw Colonel Sanders on a commercial and he's like, I got this chicken, but also, you know, I can't guarantee that it's uh, a whole hundred percent chicken, but uh, you know, it'll, and then if, if I was also like, it'll give you a boner. This chicken will give you a boner, but maybe, maybe not. You know, like, it's like, would you buy that some buy food that you're putting in your mouth? And they're like, yeah, it's not a hundred percent chicken. Then what is it? You know, it's uh, so strange. I, I just, I, I love Alex Jones in that sense of like, he's so full of, he's so very clearly full of shit when you listen to him enough that it's hard for me to believe that someone listens to him on a regular basis and just likes him and takes all this yeah, in. It's scary, to be honest. It but is. He, he's definitely a cartoon character, but like he the is. worst kind, you know. The worst kind. I've always like explained it to somebody else. Like, if you didn't know who it was, and like, well, especially if if you have any wrestling fans, listen. It's like if they would have gave the, the Ultimate Warrior a, a internet talk show. Yeah, and he's the character. Yeah, because the 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 ultimate warrior, uh, when when he would be on the microphone, they call it cutting a promo. When he was like, "Hey, let me tell you something. This Sunday, we'll we'll fight or whatever." But like a lot of his stuff was very much a, a mad lib of yes. uh, the skeletons, and then the I've I've fueled the spaceship, and it was very nonsensical. <laughs> but he's a cool character, so you're like, "Yeah, I don't know what he's saying, but I think it's cool." You know, That's the like, thing. yeah, he he perfected the art of like, yeah, I have no idea what that guy said, but that was the coolest thing. Saying <laughs> everything ever. without saying anything at the same time. Politicians are great at pulling that off. That's true. Um, or, or let's let's talk about early broadcasting for Alex Jones, and if you have anything uh, supplemental or we should backtrack, let me know, Jeff. Um, early broadcasting, Jones began his career in Austin, working on a live call-in format public access show. Uh, it was, uh, uh, ACTV and he, he didn't stay long there, but I, I think it was like at the age of like 18 or 19 when he finished high school, started doing a public access show, Yeah, which I, I, as a kid, I had aspirations to being on the radio and, and not so much TV, but radio, but to me just seems like this guy's in control at 19 on TV seems really bizarre. And it's like a testament to. I don't know how much he wanted to be in the camera, how driven he was. And I mean, you could be driven, but you could be driven for the wrong reasons. And we'll see that with Alex Jones. Or I wonder, you know, interesting that you say that. uh, Did it kind of go more that route? Did he did he initially start with not those intentions? 
and then realized that that was what was making him money. And that was what was getting him the most uh, yeah. you know, views and whatever. Yeah, it's it's very much if, oh, I he found the hook. So let's lean into the hook a thousand percent. Yes. So yeah, what you're talking about too the early cable access stuff, that's when he started the uh the uh Oklahoma City bombing stuff. He started going there on site and doing uh shows from there where basically he was yelling at people and telling them that they should be ashamed of themselves. I think he was under the impression that the similar to 9/11 that they allowed the government building to be attacked. That was one of his his theories. Yeah. And the thing with Alex Jones, like anything he talks about is a conspiracy. Yes. It's like if you brought up it, like if you gave him a topic, he'll tell you how the government's trying to do something. And like <laughs> I I, I have the conspiracy theories that I will like, OK, that's probably likely maybe. But I it's it's so exhausting to think that everything is out to get you. Yes. Like it's just how how is everything? Everything's trying to get you. Some some stuff people aren't even thinking about you. They're thinking about themselves. And then right. you know the government's going to kill you but also then what about your tax money and stuff like that? Like <laughs> they need you but it's like for this guy everything is a conspiracy and it's to me it would be exhausting. Yes, everything. Yes. And one thing I always kind of thought was weird from the, uh, the you know, the government's trying to kill us uh, people is, you know, we do a pretty good job of killing ourselves. <laughs> we don't no yeah. one needs to help us out. And then on top of that, the people will be like, well, the government's trying to kill us. And then they'll sign up for like the military or something like that. The military, <laughs> you know, they're like, they're not that's not a you know, that's not a secretive thing. They're. Like, no, we'll kill you if you want. Yeah. We'll send you somewhere to die if you'd like. It's very much like when anti-vaxxers are like, oh, they well, you don't know what's in the, the new vaccine. And they're that's how they get you. But I'm like, excuse me, if they really wanted to get you, they'd put it in the Mountain Dew. They put it <laughs> in the ranch dressing. They like, you know, I I get it. Yeah, if they're going to disseminate something and put it in everybody's body a vaccine would be good way to do it, but even better put it in the food that we can't stop eating. You know? Yeah, you're right. Right. Oh man. If it was in ranch dressing, they would have got me years ago. They wouldn't have gotten me. I don't like ranch and I know I'm the color of ranch and I look like I love ranch, but uh, that's how they get you, Jeff. And you've been brainwashed from the ranch. It's called hidden, hidden Valley for a reason. I'll just say that. <laughs> Uh, so he goes from uh, public access and then he he quickly goes to uh, radio where he's on KJFK. That's the, the radio station, the call letters KJFK. And if that doesn't tell you anything about Alex Jones, I don't know what will KJFK. <laughs> I didn't know. That's amazing. Yeah, uh, he get, he gets this gig with the radio station, partly because uh, his dad, the, the station manager, is a patient of his dad. Now, reminder, his dad's a dentist. Uh, to ensure that Alex Jones had a spot on the show, his dad becomes his first sponsor, and the show was called The Final Edition. Uh, and a lot of the stuff that we're going to talk about here uh, right now is from the BuzzFeed article called Alex Jones Just Can't Help Himself. And it's a really long article, uh, but it's worth your time if you want to even more Alex Jones. 
<laughs> he's lucky his dad was a dentist because you got to figure uh, he does have the nicest teeth of any conspiracy theorist I've ever seen. Yeah, dude, it's it's to uh, my, for a while, like well, my cousin was a dentist. So and then once he retired, I just didn't go for 12 years. I'm just fresh back into the dental uh <laughs> scene that's what i call it the dental scene jeff <laughs> and i was like now that i gotta pay for it my without my own money and thankfully my teeth weren't the worst you'd think after more than a decade which sounds gross and it is that they would be really bad but uh, i'm thankful that at least for a little while my cousin was a dentist <laughs> and you uh you didn't eat any ranch Maybe that saved you. That's true. I, I probably ranch would help. It has. Oh, I don't, I'm sure it has tons of sugar in it. But uh, now apparently Jones was a natural on air. He just walked into the booth, sat down and started on a rant cold. I never saw anything like it. Uh, Ryan uh, Shku, uh Jones's former studio engineer, said other uh, early co-workers said that Jones is famous and other disorient or often disoriented theatrics have been there from the start shannon burker a local talk show host described a moment when a caller attacked jones on air as soft buttoned up media type what how crazy was that guy when he thought alex jones didn't go far enough <laughs> uh but the, the guy attacked him on air you know i think over the phone uh and jones according uh uh, Jones uh, erupted in tears, yelling, quote, my name is Alexander Jones and I played football, man, and my parents are still married and I'm a damned American. The caller was stunned. Uh, we went to break after that and he puts he puts his head in his hands and is rubbing his eyes all sheepish. Burke said uh, he turned to me and he said, was I crying too much? I just turn it on sometimes and I don't know how to stop. <laughs> I wanted to include that because it's it's part of it is was that was that the crazy coming out or was that the theatrics that he's known for of like was that too, was that too much theatrics that you know <laughs> nobody wants a middle of the road host we all want one or the other pick something and be controversial and man that type of stuff is what we're watching for for sure wow that's amazing that's amazing. But actually, you know what? The more you watch him, I can see him being uh, kind of a natural in that environment. Yeah, he's like perfect for that. Just perfect to to just go on a rant about and it, like he's not saying anything, but man, right. does it sound impressive? Yes. And, and occasionally he'll throw in, you know, I'm a, I'm an American, you know, and all that <laughs> stuff. And that's good, too, because that, you know, you don't even and, need to hear what Elsie says. You're just and, like, yeah, he is an American. Just this, the generic uh, Satan's bad, like any type of when you can, you know, shut down Satan and talk shit about Satan. It's like who who's not on board with that? Yeah. <laughs> down with Satan. We're Americans. Hell yeah. <laughs> now, people said he, he was always on. He worked uh, a bunch. It was 24 seven. Daryl O'Neill at uh, KJFK. Uh, he's a manager there, recalled. On days when the crew would gather at a house or bar after work, Jones would sometimes show up with a pile of documents in tow, touting it as evidence of some globalist threat. He'd come over and go into the spiel, and we'd tell him to be cool, and he said, this is serious stuff. Uh, Matthew Hobley, a, a KJFK employee, recalled, We'd be like, damn, Alex, it's our day off. But he'd go and go. And by the time he was finished, there were papers everywhere. Now, I wanted to include that 
because you and I, Jeff, were talking about the grift. It seems like from, you know, early that he believes this stuff. Yes, that's the part of it. Yeah, that's I mean, there is a good part of when you listen to him where you're like, okay, no, I think he is like deeply entrenched in this. Mm -hmm. So it is hard to tell how much of it is a grift and how much he legitimately does believe. And it, but then we'll we'll see later. Is it is it much like the the mega pastors? I'm like I think they believe in that. I think at the core beliefs they believe in Jesus. They believe in God. But then you get into the weird stuff of put a dollar in the box type. You know, yeah. give me some money. <laughs> uh, this one a former employee for Infowars said he really modeled everything off the televangelist networks and their knack of using trust and faith to market things. Uh, Jones won the trust via a series uh, of documentary films during the mid aughts. Most not notably he created uh, and was the producer of the nine 11 truth or documentary loose change exposed the entire generation to the idea that jet fuel can't melt steel beams even before it was uh, on YouTube and memes. <laughs> uh, former See, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. So yeah, that that that's his big one. That uh, yeah, I'm I'm almost positive that that's on like the third installment of it because it's been debunked so heavily. Well, actually, yeah, like it's <laughs> it's very. Did you ever watch those uh, the video series called Zeitgeist? Do you know what that is? Yes, yeah, I did. Where if if you're not familiar, there were there were like three parts to the first Zeitgeist movie. And I saw it very young and it really uh, affected me because I was like, oh, is everything a lie? And then I think a lot of it is, is bullshit now. But as a as a kid exposed to new ideas, like the first part is like a 9-11 inside truth type deal. And then I think the other part is about the banking industry. And then the third part is like, hey, look how many Jesus figures there are in history. And that's the Jesus part really hit me as a, a Catholic kid. Of yeah. like, oh, I, I, you know, I, to the, there's other guys like this, and then maybe the the guy that I've been told about is not the guy that we thought he was, or whatever, and that yeah. just to warp my thinking from a young age, and then you go back and you, you read, they're like, oh, that a lot of that was bullshit, but that <laughs> that was like a there's like a three part thing. It's called Zeitgeist, but it's like those kind of things where it's like loose change and Zeitgeist and all the movies that you would see back in the day would really now it's just YouTube, but yes. like to really affect somebody's thinking and, and spread ideas. Yeah. So that's interesting too, because I don't know. I wonder when the idea of like fact checking these, these documentaries sort of coming around. And I feel like it was with loose change because I don't remember that happening with zeitgeist. Yeah. As much. And then loose change. That's like a, I, I know I've definitely heard of other people, you know, challenging that. Uh, but same with Zeitgeist. Yeah, you believe a lot of it. And I think a lot of times with like conspiracy theories, I think it's I honestly think living so much easier now for us. We have to invent bullshit to make life a little bit harder. Yeah, especially like if if you're if your team's winning, you know, we'll talk about Alex Jones and Trump later. But if you're already on top, then now. What do you have to fight against? So now they're trying to censor you and they're 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 out to get you in different ways. Like you always have to manufacture something to where you're the underdog. 
Yes. And if that's real, this podcast will not make it. It'll be shadow banned very quickly. It's true. Uh, you won't even be hearing this. Hopeless <laughs> <laughs> liberal cabal will take it down. And if I if I end up dead, you know why. <laughs> uh, that was part of the synopsis of that book, by the way, that I uh, uh, the, the one called None Dare Call It Conspiracy. I wanted to see what the book about was about, and I, I copied and pasted some of the synopsis because it's very that conspiracy it's uh, conspiracy speak. So it says for reasons that become obvious as you read this book, it will not be reviewed in all the quote proper places or be available on your local book stand. Uh, they have the, the, this is uh, another part of it. And they have the big guns of mass media and their disposable disposal to fire the the barrages at none dare call it conspiracy. This book is a primer for anyone who wishes to understand the basic workings of the global network of insiders that is determined to wield power over all mankind in the in the coming new world order. But from the jump, they're like, you know what? You're not going to find this book on uh, any regular bookshelf. It's very much what Alex Jones does. Is yep. you know they'll they'll silence me. Doesn't he have? The it's like the website band.video, isn't that one of his? Yes, yes. So he does <laughs> that's I was just thinking that's like a great that's great. That's where he definitely got that. Is yeah, like you well, you can't get this anywhere else. Like you have to come to our, you know. And, and it's that it's that that thinking of well, they they took it down, so it must be true. It's got <laughs> yes. They don't want the truth to come out, and you know. Some sometimes that's true, but most times it's you're spreading bullshit, and they don't want people to drink bleach. Yeah, you know, like the uh, like Jim Baker and the Peter Popoffs of the world, they would kind of do a similar strategy where they're trying to sell you. I remember, uh, I think it was Jim Baker uh, had the the holy water. This this specific holy water that you could only buy through them. You could only from get this Lourdes or whatever. You gotta get you gotta get it from the tap. This place right here. <laughs> yeah, this is from Jesus's tap. So yeah, <laughs> kind of a similar strategy of like, well, you can't get this anywhere else, and like, uh, just this kind of idea of this exclusivity of of having this you know information or this cool mm-hmm. you know, religious thing that no one else has access to. It's it's that leader that says, hey. Everything's messed up, but only I can fix it. Only me. Only me. Yeah. And and that's another one of his angles is like, well, everyone else is full of shit. They're all bullshitting you and they have an agenda. I don't. Mm-hmm. I'm just exposing these people. So I'm I'm the truth teller. And that's how he sells them uh vitamins and shit. <laughs> it's it's very much be be uh skeptical of a guy that you know, whether it be to claim the one true Messiah or be the one true blank, then yep. like if they were really the the one true thing, then they wouldn't have to say it. You would right, right. Uh, former Infowars employees suggested that Jones's secret fear was that his opposition would someday run out, especially if Obama lost re-election. One recalled Jones pack, uh, pacing back and forth on Election Day in 2012, nervous over the prospect of losing uh, the election. He just kept saying, oh, my God, if Obama loses, we're out of business. <laughs> it's, it's very much like if uh, Trump lost and I couldn't sell any koozies, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'll, well, I'm nothing. <laughs> no more. <laughs> uh, but one of, one of the guys in in there uh, asked, "You didn't vote for Obama, did you?" And Alex said, uh, "Nothing, just a grimace." And I don't know what it meant. A member of Jones's staff during the 2012 election speculated that he would do anything for the sake of his show. "Quote: I personally think he voted for Obama to keep ratings going." Another <laughs> uh, former employee said, uh, or a, a third employee rather said, recalled Jones dropping hints that he was planning to cast his vote for Obama. Wow. So again, this kind of goes back to, you know, the mega pastor thing we were talking about. Not, not always, but you know, that's, that's the fuel that he uses. Like, he's like, man, I, we have to have Obama. Otherwise I have nothing else to talk about. I would imagine a lot of like the, uh, the religious people, especially the ones that, that claim like the world's going to end and they've claimed it three or four times and it hasn't come true. I'm, they have to be like, I hope the world ends. Cause I can't keep being wrong yeah. <laughs> again. Even though that that's the worst possible outcome is the world ending, but at least I'll be yeah. right, you know. Yeah, I'll be right though, and that will be what's important. So that actually makes total sense from Alex Jones, uh, because yeah. that, yeah, I mean that's what's keeping his business alive. Even though that's what he's telling you almost every day uh, that Obama is Satan. Yeah, he's kill. He's gonna kill you. He's gonna get your <laughs> kids and all that stuff. It's it's very much if I voted for Trump, just so I could keep doing that character, you know. <laughs> character well and even further he uh you know that's even stranger from jones because jones was a big proponent of not only that uh obama was evil he said that uh, michelle obama smelled like sulfur and that people close to her said that she smelled like sulfur and that she was evil and that he also believed that obama was putting people in un underground prisons and basically the whole jade helm uh conspiracy stuff mm -hmm. which is a whole that could be another whole episode for you yeah, dude. And I love I love when like people will say Jade Helm, because if you didn't say underground prison, I wouldn't remember what that was. But yeah. I, it's like uh, I, I don't know what the thing is I'm about to say, but it sounds like cons a conspiracy project <laughs> blue book. I yeah, know yeah. I know the term, but I I don't remember what that is. But man, doesn't that sound sexy? Jade <laughs> Helm project blue book. Yeah. They all project, sound good. Like if you said Project Runway and you didn't know that that was that show, I'd be like, oh, what are they doing? You know, uh, <laughs> what are they uh, having sex with some kids in a pizza place? What, what I is bet this? that's what, yeah. What, 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 what? <laughs> uh, now, I, I, when when Trump won, he they said he looked depressed. The staffer said you could tell when he found out that Trump was going to win. You could see his mood change. After all, the staffer said his business is based on fear uh, of the left taking over uh, a conservative way of life. He has to uh, have the power of fear, the idea that they're going to take your guns. Literally what he said when I was driving across that bridge, Trump yeah. winning, uh, put it all in jeopardy. Yeah, uh, that's and, and kind of the gun thing kind of reminds me of the, you know, the world ending. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's a, uh, it's very an, an NRA belief of they're cut they're coming they're got you better yeah. donate to our thing because they're coming they're coming and they've been they've been coming since I was a kid and if they are they're very bad at what they do <laughs> yeah and I yeah. will not worry about them anymore. <laughs> um, now let's rewind a little bit because he of course he's on the the radio show, uh, and then he gets fired. Wouldn't 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 you imagine Jeff that he got fired? That's crazy. <laughs> this guy got fired 
<laughs> in 99. Go ahead. <laughs> in 99, back when yeah. you couldn't go on uh, gay frog rants on the radio. <laughs> Well, they said that they wanted him to broaden his topics. The station's operations manager said that Jones's views made it difficult for the station to sell advertising. Now, of course, uh, I read stuff that said that that wasn't true. He was uh, and Jones is saying that his advertising was was uh, plentiful. And the thing is, maybe it was maybe he sold a lot of advertising for that show because he's obviously done well for himself. So maybe they just didn't want him on the show because he, he said it was purely political and it came down from on high. I was told 11 weeks ago to lay off Bill Clinton, to lay off all those politicians, to not talk about rebuilding the church, which um, was the Waco thing. He wanted to rebuild the church, I think, uh, to yeah. stop bashing the Marines A to Z. I don't know why he's bashing Marines. That seems <laughs> counterintuitive to what he does, but. It's all they wanted him to change, and he's and he's saying, "No, I won't do it. I won't do it." And now they're persecuting me, you know that type of thing. That's that's really odd too, because he's always kind of been a little hypocritical in almost every one of his positions. Because I, one of his bigger positions was that they're all, you know, they're trying to reduce the population. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that's a big one for him, and I especially like the gay frog whole thing that everyone knows about that famous clip that was about them putting uh chemicals things. in the water right yes to feminize america and to reduce the population but he's also like one of the biggest vocal he was also one of the bigger vocal pro- opponents of of like mass and vaccines but you know on the other end of it he's like they're they're reducing the population they're killing us mm-hmm. and then on the other end of it he's like well don't worry about this who gives a shit it's a it's a virus. <laughs> don't it, wear masks and shit. It's it's like a th- when you try to make sense out of like you try to r- argue with an irrational person, you only become more crazy because they never had like a an agenda or a plan anyway. They're all crazy. Right. It was yeah. It was never going anywhere normal. And a lot of times those people are are arguing. They're already arguing from a bullshit point of view. See, it's hard to argue with somebody that's making stuff up. Yeah, when whatever you say, they're just going to find something crazy. You can't out crazy crazy. You're, you're right. It's not happening. Like if you think the world is flat, then I really can't say much more that's crazier than what you said. And I, if right. you already if you believe that, I can't really convince you otherwise. Right. And I don't know what would. I don't even know if you could have someone that's like, no, I have like a degree in this. I went to Harvard. Like, this is what I studied my whole life. I don't think even then, I don't think that person would give a shit. Well, and that that's like what, you know, you see, of course, a lot of the discussion is on the internet. Rarely do you see that in public. It's different face-to-face interactions, but you're having virologists or, you know, whatever biologists and people saying, no, this is how the vaccine actually works. And pe- and pe- the internet people are like, no, that's not how it works or whatever. And it's like, I mean, if I can't trust the people with the degrees and stuff, whether it be either for a vaccine or if if I told the mechanic, no, this is actually how it works. My car (laughs) does this like at a certain point, you have to have the mechanic and you have to have the scientist because I can't be all those. I can't be everything, everything. Right. And it's like, well, I mean, if if it was that easy to just you know shit on medical opinions why did it why are any of us going to college why why has college even been a thing why has anything a thing yeah it's it's very 
you know, again, everything with Alex Jones and so many people becomes a conspiracy. Sometimes it's not. And, uh, and for Alex, it's really obvious that, you know, he and, and listen, big pharmaceutical corporations have their bad things. There's definitely been yeah. bad things. They have Nobody's been, not saying that. <laughs> right. you know? Nobody's not saying that. But it's also weird that that guy is the guy that's like, yeah, you, you just can't trust uh, what's in this stuff. Uh, but then turns around and is like, but you can trust what's in my stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not being tested by anybody. Uh, that was, and that was oh, the sorry. thing on the John Oliver show of uh, yeah. he's yeah. like, oh, they're, they're putting chemicals in the water. And then wouldn't you know it? The next segment is he's selling you water filtration, water filtration, <laughs> right? And and they have had uh, some of his products be tested and some of them have had lead in them. Different mm-hmm. things like that. So even some of the stuff that he's uh, given to people has been found to have uh, bad shit in it. And also, it should be noted, that guy clearly does some sort of steroid <laughs> or something. I that I do like, like he's, and I think he, he probably sells a fat burner type stuff. And this is not me not body shaming Alex Jones, but wouldn't you take your own shit? Like if <laughs> you I like to wouldn't you be suspicious if I sold if me Brent Terhune sold you fat burning stuff, but I looked the way I do? Wouldn't you be <laughs> suspicious? It's like making food for somebody and you you're not eating. Like, yeah, why yeah. Guy, why is this guy not eating? What does he know? One time I yeah. I worked with um, a bunch of hypnotists. That was a weird side job that I had where the, the one hypnotist was teaching other hypnotists and I was helping them write jokes for their act. And okay. one of the things that the, the, the uh, hypnotist said about the guy teaching everybody is that the guy teaching everybody at the end of his show sold you. Um, it was a CD at the time, but maybe it's a digital download now of hypnotist stuff to help you stop smoking and you put it on and you sleep to it or whatever. And you listen and, one of those was a fat loss thing. And the guy, the guy that was uh, the other hypnotist was like, I think that's all bullshit because why wouldn't he listen to his own CD? <laughs> <laughs> it's, and this is the a guy a hypnotist saying that, but he's like, I don't like that because why wouldn't you just list if you, you can't be fat and sell me fat things, fat pills, you know? <laughs> You know, and I, I don't want to call this guy out by name, but I you probably know who I'm talking about. There used to be uh, the erotic hypnotic used to go do comedy clubs. OK, yeah, I don't know this one, but there's it's like every territory seems like to have to have their hypnotist. But go ahead. They have their hypnotist. Uh, this guy, I'm already obviously skeptical of those things. And mm-hmm. then on top of it, this guy comes to the jukebox. He's the hip <laughs> the hypnotist uh, and he's wearing a no- Nebraska Cornhusker shirt. Mm-hmm. And listen, like nothing against Nebraska, nothing against the Cornhuskers. But, you know, if you're trying to make me believe that you're some sort of hypnotist, maybe dress the part. You know, <laughs> I don't want to think that just any <laughs> idiot yeah. in a Nebraska Cornhusker shirt could hypnotize me. It just doesn't seem right. Yeah. If you saw John Fetterman, just most <laughs> times you wouldn't think that dude's a politician, even though he is, you know, but yeah. it's like yeah. if if you just saw that guy, if your mechanic was wearing a suit. Wouldn't you like it? I want the mechanic to be chewing tobacco and I I want him to say the word wash instead of wash. I need certain things from people just so I can believe their credibility. 
Not that I, I think, think mechanics are stupid or anything, but it's like, <laughs> if, if they don't fit the part, then I'm like, should I be using this guy? You know? Yeah. I don't like this. <laughs> you want the mechanic that's still wearing his 1992 Slayer shirt, you know? Yes. That's what I, I'll take that okay. guy over a suit mechanic any day. 100%. Um, so he gets fired in 99 from the radio station, but backpedal a year in 98 he releases first film it's called america destroyed by design that's on youtube i didn't get a chance to listen to it but to put it in context at like 19 he's on public access and at the at 24 he already made his first movie which is it's over 90 minutes it's almost two hours whoa at like again can't say he's not driven right I'm curious how much of what, well, I mean, I'm guessing he's kind of building up a, a large part of his brand during these years, but I wonder how lucrative this was for him at that time. Well, and the enter where he starts info wars, like for a while, I thought info wars was the show. And I think it is, it's kind of interchangeable. There's, there's the Alex Jones show, but there's also info wars, which I think is the bigger brand. Um, okay. And he starts InfoWars in 99 with his then uh, wife, uh, Kelly Jones, as a, uh, initially as a mail order outlet to sell their conspiracy oriented videos. Uh, November 2016, InfoWars uh, website had approximately 10 million visits. So in November 2016, think about the election there uh, between Hillary Clinton and, <laughs> and Donald Trump. November 2016. That month, he had 10 million visits to his website. That's more than uh, The Economist or Newsweek. Oh, wow. Wow. That's so much. That's a lot. And again, that's where I almost call bullshit on the the radio people firing him for not having advertising back in the day. Like, maybe that's true, but I'm also like, I feel like this is a niche thing that not advertisers, but at least it has an audience, but you got to find the advertisers that want to advertise on, on the conspiracy show. Right. Which, you know, I was just kind of thinking it would be really funny to see who his sponsors were as he was leaving. Cause he, he I just, I don't know why I feel like it's, you know, Bob's pools, you know, it can't <laughs> be like normal businesses. Now maybe that, this water's filtered folks. <laughs> it's not going to turn you gay. <laughs> do, you, do, do you ever listen to this is not kind of off topic, but do you ever listen to the show called coast to coast AM? Yeah. I love coast to coast AM, which if, if you're not familiar, it's not, I haven't listened to it in a long time, but it's an overnight talk show, uh, kind of in the vein of Alex Jones. Not really. They do more aliens, more, uh, like the Bible code, Stuff yeah. where it's not like more Bigfoot conspiracy. We're like, I don't think anybody's ever been hurt by the a Bigfoot story or idea. It's <laughs> it's not right. so uh, storm the Capitol e if if that makes sense, you know. <laughs> uh, but it's it's though those advertisers on there. There's like uh, they'll do like simply safe, which is they're trying to like protect your identity, and they yeah. do have like the the vitamin type shit. But it's sure. it's those are the type of advertisers. But I it's those shows are similar, but not. But I do love I love aliens and Bigfoot and all that stuff. But it's it's when you get into 
uh, taking your guns. I, and I'm like, I don't, I can't, I'll believe in Bigfoot before I believe they're trying to take the guns. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, that show, I love that show. And it has been a while since I've also listened to it. I used to have a job where I, I drove at night. Yeah. So it was, I would listen to that all the time. Uh, no, you're right. The advertising for that show is so funny because a lot of times it's for like, uh, it's stuff for like doomsday preppers, stuff yeah. you've never heard of. Like, so uh, ways mm-hmm. to grow like uh, vegetables and stuff in kind of your bunker. And what uh, the seed so- pack, you get the MREs. Yeah. yeah, MREs and seed packs. Yeah, stuff like that. So it's uh, really interesting, odd advertisers. It's just stuff you never heard of, you didn't even think was a thing. Yeah, but the, then you're like, when shit hits the fan, you're like, I, I glad, I'm glad I got a thousand uh, MREs <laughs> to eat, you know? <laughs> <laughs> laughing my ass off with all these seeds <laughs> oh my, oh, my garden <laughs> so he, he starts Infowars in 99 and then we also get the Alex Jones show he's fired from the radio station he starts broadcasting from his house uh, via the internet um, and in 2001 Jones's radio show was syndicated to approximately 100 stations that's a lot <laughs> Wow. To be syndicated, that's where you make money. And to be syndicated, so now he's in Wichita. He's in Oklahoma City. I don't know this for sure, but just a hypothetical. He's in Orlando. He's he's not global, but he's national. That's what yeah. a way to disseminate information. Wow. I didn't know he was – I didn't know that that went that far. Yeah, just the, the sheer numbers of how popular this guy was, or su- at least successful, you know? Yeah. Uh, and in 2010, the, the show was attra- attracted uh, 2 million listeners each week, according to Alexander uh, Zaychik of uh, Rolling Stone magazine. In 2011, Jones had a larger online audience than Glenn Beck and Rush Limbaugh combined. But again, I don't know that those guys were specifically targeting the internet, so it's it's easier for to be the internet king when you're the guy, internet guy, and those guys are more terrestrial radio or TV. But in 2020, I kept this in just so we get this is a recent figure. 2020, the Alex Jones show was syndicated nationally by Genesis Communications Network to more than 100 AM and FM radio stations. That's in addition to the internet. That's a lot. Wow. All right. Well, you know what? And I wonder what um, what also might have helped Alex is that he went out uh, live a lot. So he'd actually go to these these things and actually talk to people, which, again, I think, you know, as you go there, you're actually kind of running into some of these odd people that are like him. Mm -hmm. So I think that was because I know he did a lot of uh, actually actually last time I was in Austin, Texas when I was doing a show there, somebody told me after the show that earlier in the day, Alex Jones was like downtown uh, doing some sort of like picket and had like a bullhorn and was yeah. yelling at some shit. So he's been doing that probably since the times you're talking about. Cause I know yeah. he did it for Oklahoma, Waco, you said earlier, and I'm pretty sure mm-hmm. he, you know, yeah. Now wouldn't it, so let's say you're in Austin and you hit, you hear, Hey, Alex Jones is doing the thing in a half hour and you're not far. If you're like me, you're going to go watch, right? hundred. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's not for the right reasons. No, it's, that's the other thing. Yeah. It, and I look like a person that would like him. We well, both. So like do him. I. Like, yeah. yeah. We both like people that would love him. 
It, but it's like weird to like be entertained. And again, I told you fan is not the right word, but then we'll get into some of the more heinous shit that he's done, but it's yes. like a train wreck, a cartoon train wreck. Yeah. And actually, yeah, you're right. Because over, I mean, it, there was a time where it was just kind of like, ah, you're, it was kind of more playful and just, he's kind of an idiot, just kind of a buffoon. And then, yeah, you're talking about, you know, we get into more heinous shit where it's like, okay, this is kind of gone from some silly idiot to like, this is serious now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I told you I had a list of products. I, I wrote down, I went on his website um, <laughs> and I wrote that when I read these off, Jeff, I didn't change words. These are the products that are on there. And some of the, the first couple, I wrote the price down just so we can see <laughs> uh, these are real products from his store. Uh, the first one that I saw right on the front page, it's called the real red pill plus that's, <laughs> and, and I, I was looking to see what all these do, but it's even, it's hard to tell on the website what they do. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's funny. The real red pill plus for thirty nine ninety five. He also has something called DNA Force for seventy four ninety five. <laughs> brain Force could be my favorite because it's got the word brain in it. Who says? Who takes brain pills? Folks, uh, I take brain pills every morning with my breakfast. I crush them up and I snort them. <laughs> He's got brain brain force for $24.95, brain force plus uh for $15.95. So I'm guessing that's a smaller amount because why would the plus be cheaper? <laughs> so we got DNA force, brain force, brain force plus. We also have chill force, turbo force, super concentrated beet extract essence vaso beet. I don't know what I don't know if I'm reading that incorrectly. <laughs> Super male vitality, super female vitality, 1776 testosterone boost. <laughs> I was waiting for you to say super male vitality. That's the one I always remember because it's it seems like that's the one he talks about the most. I don't know why. Well, it's like, would you take a medicine if it had the word super in it? Would you take super <laughs> uh, Paxil, super, uh, you know, uh, acetaminophen? Like, no. <laughs> Uh, lung cleanse plus and survival shield. Uh, survival now you if you want to know, I, the, the, there's no time to discuss what all these do, but it's just <laughs> the names, man. Super uh, vitality, I like that. Uh, because that's better than just a boner. That's, that's <laughs> yeah, that's you know, that's many boners. It's no Viagra, or Cialis, or Blue Chew, it's yeah. super male the vitality. Yeah, you're just gonna uh, be hard the rest of your life. <laughs> yeah, just... I, 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 folks, I, I take it every morning. I'm, <laughs> I'm hard right now. Just, just <laughs> talking right now. I'm hard right now. Why do you think the desk is so high? <laughs> <laughs> My now, last American that doesn't want to be hard anymore. <laughs> they're, 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 they're trying to make our take our boners, folks. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, so research uh, commission in 2017, the Center for Environmental Health found, like you said, Jeff, two of the products had a uh, heavy metal, uh, dangerous levels of heavy metal lead. So you're, you're taking lead. <laughs> um, yeah. And in, in March 2020, he's selling all this shit, mostly uh, coll colloidal silver toothpaste, which he was kind of saying uh, 
helps fight COVID or if, is effective for fighting yeah. COVID. I don't know why toothpaste would be the product <laughs> that would fight COVID, uh, but he got a letter from the New York Attorney General. He got also got one from the FDA. And then uh, a disclaimer then appeared on Jones's website stating his products were not intended for treating the novel coronavirus. And on the website, every product is like uh, not intended to uh, treat or blankety blank, like whatever those vitamin disclaimers are not intended to cure everything. So it's right there on the page. Also kind of odd about that is that in the beginning, I thought he was saying that COVID was a hoax. But then he was like, well, you can get this toothpaste and it'll cure your COVID. I know. It's, it's that weird thing of like, uh, it's a it's a hoax, but also I have it and it's nothing, but it it's a hoax and they're trying to kill you with it. They're trying to kill you and the government uh, might have made it and whatever. So it's like, so wait a second, what is it? It's like, is it not real? And then you're like, well, no, it's kind of real. <laughs> like, Figure it out, man. <laughs> yeah, it's like, just stick to one of these lies, man. Uh, th this next part is from that more from that BuzzFeed article, which I recommend. The 2013 the Infowars store, uh, well, it was launched in, in 2006, but in 2013 he had a big revamp, selling T-shirts, uh, documentaries, a few uh, prepper goods, but then it was reborn into Infowars Life, a one-stop shop for modern conspiracy theorists. Uh, when the uh, Fukushima nuclear disaster happened, Alex Jones bought. Tons and tons of potassium iodide, and oh my God, did we sell that, a former employee said. He can sell 500 supplements in an hour. Uh, someone said, it's like QVC for conspiracy. Yeah, actually, wow, that's a that's a great way of summing up <laughs> Infowars, actually. Yeah, dude, it it's very much is, and I, th I think on that John Oliver thing said a quarter of the time of the show is spent selling yeah. you stuff so i think they said it's a four-hour show so one hour is fully dedicated to selling you that stuff yeah and it's actually that's kind of one of the funniest things about some of jones's rants is because he'll go off on these crazy rants where he's you know super pissed off and then and then it does this thing where it'll be like you know be like stop you know and, and settle down for a second and then be like, mm -hmm. all right folks you know uh all right we got this you know and just go into this pit. <laughs> a commercial how can you sell me stuff when the globalists the devil cabal yeah. is coming to get me you just told me the obama smelled like sulfur man i already <laughs> male vitality uh two former employees allege that alex uh jones would instruct staff to find products that were failing and convince them to whittle their margins to almost nothing in exchange for the Infowars endorsement. Quote, Alex's business model was to ensnare these companies at a low rate and lock in exclusivity, a former staffer said, noting that attaching the Infowars brand to a product often destroyed a seller's future prospects to go mainstream. Somebody said, uh, quote, I've seen him undercut a company that sells survival straws for $25 force them down to $10 and then sell them for $50. Oh, well, wow. Okay. Yeah. I, that's interesting too, because I can see him uh, fully being like this because he's already been in trouble once for, uh, they found out the doctor that was on his show because that was a, a good portion of him pushing a lot of his, his pills was to have mm -hmm. this doctor on to be like, yeah, no, these are great. <laughs> and, uh, he uh, had all these, you know, he said he graduated from MIT and all this stuff, and they found out he was lying. Uh, 
so yeah, that that doesn't surprise me in the least that he's he's solely focused on bullshitting about his products and or whittling people down to the the smallest amount, you know, to make the maximum amount of profit. Mm-hmm. From this which, shit, which is what a, a businessman does. That's what they all yes. do. They but then, yeah. but then don't say it's going to save the world. And you know, right. I, I'm sure Sam Walton from Walmart did the same shit, but he also yeah. then wasn't saying the world's going to end <laughs> whether either b- business practice is good. Uh, that's debatable, but it's what a businessman does, you know? Sure. So it's actually kind of funny too, with Jones, because uh, you know, he was one of those guys that, you know, hated Dr. Fauci and, you know, listen, say what you want about the guy. If you don't want to like him, that that's your business. Uh, but he is a real doctor. <laughs> <laughs> So, so take that how how you want to, Uh, and he had to have a fake doctor come on just to bullshit you into buying, you know, whatever uh, boner pills that probably don't. I mean, it's amazing. Go ahead. Well, it should also be noted that he he said the vaccine would kill people within a year, and I'd like to see a study of people that have been taking his supplements for the last six years and see where they're at if they're still alive. Yeah, on with them. Yeah, that's the thing is when somebody said, uh, though, all those InfoWars pills will kill you, pretty much nobody disagrees. Maybe they won't kill you, but they're not they're not going to help you in probably the way that you think they are. For sure. For sure not. So he's selling all this stuff. He also will have stuff like telethons, one where he raised one hundred thousand dollars in a day. Uh, People were just so taken by the information we'd be pushing. They'd do anything. And one person was uh, talking about how this lady gave her, he had to put, she had to put $25 on her credit card because she just got foreclosed on her house. So she had to put it on the credit card. That is some mega pastor shit. That yes, really it is. Yeah. Wow. Uh, Four former staff, uh, uh, or st- former staff members suggested that the influx of money inspired the greatest change in Jones's demeanor, demeanor and infowar strategy became less about affecting change and more about being uh, sensational and making money. It didn't start out that way. He was lo- a lovely person to hang around for a long time, but that soon went away. More mega pastor stuff where maybe the, the message was pure but now I need you to pass around the collection plate. Yeah. Yeah, actually. Uh, yeah, it, it's it's hard to determine, but I mean, it kind of does sound like maybe in his early years, uh, as odd as, and crazy as it might sound, uh, maybe he did have better intentions earlier on. Yeah, and it's maybe like, even if you're wrong, but you believed you were right and what you thought you were doing was good. I can excuse that more than let's sell them uh, some water filtration stuff that may or may not even work. Right. A hundred percent. Yeah. There's at least, you know, you had some real conviction in you, even if you were wrong and you were way off base, but yeah, I can accept that far more than you just actively bullshitting people. Than the grift. Yes. Uh, So we also know that Trump was on uh, Infowars and then he kind of went away, but it, Infowars and Alex Jones still influenced Trump back when, you know, he was at least on Twitter. Here was the pattern. Infowars would put out a video story or message 
put that out online. Then it gets picked up by a bigger aggregator, another site that's sharing whatever Alex Jones is saying. And then we see Trump tweets it out uh, soon after or a little bit later. I have specific examples, but uh, that's the pattern of uh, Infowars puts it out. Somebody else shares it and then Trump will tweet it out. So it's like even though he doesn't have the the ear of the the former president, it's still like he's this guy's sharing dangerous ideas. Hey, he's still your and mine president. All right, let's yeah, not I, talk. I, sorry, <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. Even though he can he can run and be have his third term. Uh, yeah. So he was on. I remember uh, him being on Jones's show and be, we're going to make you so proud. That mm-hmm. whole little. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's the first of many red flags for Donald Trump. Yeah, it, it, and that's the thing is like, it, whatever weird, crazy thing either one of them does, we all think, well, it can't get worse than this. And then surprise, surprise. <laughs> here we are. <laughs> now, I, I'm sure you have a lot of examples of this, Jeff, but uh, I, I have some beliefs and this is not all the beliefs that he has because we don't have all day. Because <laughs> as we mentioned, or I at least I said, everything to this guy is a conspiracy theory. Um, But I and some of the stuff is just I think it's funny, but he he's in court for his uh, custody battle over his kids. Yes. And his attorney responds. Uh, by claiming that he's he's playing a character and describing him as a performance artist, quote. And then on the show, uh, Jones denied playing a character and recalled his 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 uh, show the the most bona fide hardcore real McCoy thing there is. But in <laughs> in, in in court, Jones clarified that he generally agreed with the attorney's statement but that he disagreed with the media's interpretation of a quote performance artist. So in court, he's like, yeah, I can see that. But he goes on his show and he's like, no folks, uh, this is a hundred percent real. <laughs> like <laughs> this is the real deal. Just say like, it's very much like, and I, I think I'm getting this right, but it like why like Vince McMahon calls wrestling sports entertainment, because I think it had a, a lot to do with like the New Jersey athletic commission where you had to pay so much more if wrestling is a legitimate sport to the commission as rather than saying it's theater that's athletic. Okay. So like to, to help him save money, Vince McMahon was willing to kind of say, this is not real. It's not a real sport. That's what <laughs> Alex Jones did in court. I'm a performance artist. Let me keep my kids or at least see them. But then on the show, he's like, oh, no, I, I, I this is real as it gets. Yep. <laughs> it's funny what will come out in a deposition in court. Yeah. Yeah. But then, you know, it's then he said it and then people will be like, well, he didn't mean that. Even though the words that he said meant that, you know, well, <laughs> like, exactly that. You know, when you started saying that, I thought you were going to bring up the thing about uh, and maybe you have this here. Uh him forgetting his, his kid's birthday no i don't have that <laughs> okay, so in a court case uh for custody of his kids he he couldn't remember his kids birthdays or age and his excuse for now i wish i knew more about this other than just his excuse for it the reason he didn't know is his attorney said he he ate a big bowl of chili oh yeah i did see that part where 
And then later in the, the trial, the, the attorney busts his balls. He's like, did you have a big bowl of chili for breakfast, Mr. Jones? <laughs> so his reasoning for not knowing his kid's birthday and, and shit like that was that he ate chili. <laughs> a shitty father, apparently. <laughs> chili. Man, as a man who eats a lot of chili, uh, I I guess I'm forgetting a lot of stuff and I don't even know it. <laughs> That'd be uh, good also- to get chili and you're about to take a bite and that guy's like, oh, you don't. You don't have kids, do you? Like, <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> also, during that trial, of course, they're trying to attack his his character, and they brought up a, his drug use. Um, mm-hmm. And Alex Jones said he uh, he he tries a pot uh, every once in a while. He says to monitor its strength, which is how law enforcement does it. He tries it nearly yearly, is what he says, to monitor the, the strength of it, which is what the cops do. <laughs> oh wow! I wish he wouldn't do that to pot. That's, <laughs> he that's he didn't cool. he didn't add that that he tested it because he believes that it is now too strong. <laughs> you know how I I had to see if it was too strong by testing it. That that seems like the uh, the most creative way to get out. Like you know, you get busted, and you're like, "No, this I have this cocaine, yes, officer, but I test yeah. it every once a year to make sure it's not getting too powerful for the people, <laughs> whether it needs it or not." <laughs> and I've had it, America. <laughs> I've had it eight times this week. I'm trying to work ahead. <laughs> uh, now, of course, we 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 can kind of guess what he thinks about nine eleven, but man, was. He was the first on all of it. On the day of 9-11, Jones said on his radio show that there was a 98% chance that this was a government-orchestrated controlled bombing. Uh, He also began promoting the conspiracy theory that Bush, the Bush administration was behind the attack. So we have at a point where both Alex Jones and Michael Moore kind of agree. (laughs) That is really funny. And Michael Moore is a uh, he he's far better at least it not coming off like the crazy kook of the two for sure. Yeah. But you're exactly yeah. correct actually. Yeah. Uh, as a result several stations dropped his show. Um <laughs> and he was one of the the early guys behind the 9/11 truther movement. What which is like that's a huge thing now and maybe he did start it. But if he if he, if it didn't really get picked up because of Alex Jones, what a good guess on how that would go. <laughs> of like, it's an inside job and and uh, you know, all that stuff. Like, of course, he had the movie which had the the big plot points in it and was a way to get out a lot of information. But on the day of, usually be like, let me get a day and I'll see how this is a conspiracy theory, but day of he's already talking shit about it. He's already, well, and I think he's, he's had a good amount of practice with, with Waco and and the Mm -hmm. Oklahoma city thing. So I I think in a way he was probably really hyper ready for this. Yeah. I've been, I've been training my whole life for this folks. He's been waiting for this moment for, for quite some time. And man, yeah, he didn't, he didn't waste a second of it. (laughs) Um, I have a list on uh, a whole bunch of anti-LGBTQ stuff. I don't have to get into it. Just know he's a piece of shit. Because um, we're, 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 there's a lot to get to still. Uh, weather control. Uh, and Weather control is a lot more fun than be- hating gays, Jeff. Uh, 
Uh, Salon paraphrased Jones as having claimed President Obama had, quote, access to weather weapons capable of not only creating tornadoes, but also moving them around on demand, end quote. Uh, his belief in weather uh, warfare has been reported by mainstream media. He also claimed that Hurricane Irma may have been geoengineered. The whole thing <laughs> is, if if the, the U.S. had access to weather machines, then why don't we just use the tornado to kill any enemy? <laughs> and, you know, with a statement like that, you can see why Trump liked him so much. They yeah, have very similar thoughts. They're controlling the weather. <laughs> or, or if we have a major drought, why don't we make it rain to be prosper, like prosperous, like it's just shit like that. Where why don't you use it? If I, I'm a firm believer that if the the U.S. government has a weapon, they're going to use the weapon. Like, oh man, there's nothing more that we we love using weapons. Of yeah. course, we're using that weapon. Uh, of course, Michelle Obama is a man. Uh, he he he. Uh, was a proponent that she is transgender uh, much of apparent proof uh, belonging uh, attributed to pictures of Obama where appear appears. She has a bulge in her pants. What the most juvenile shit ever. <laughs> Look, she's got a dick. She's got a dick. <laughs> Not um, as bad conspiracy theory. Uh, he's definitely got better ones. No. And th but then what, what was to be done with that? It's like saying Obama was a Muslim. Well, yeah. what did he do with it? Nothing. And really, I mean, you could make the kind of the argument for the inside 9-11 job. Like, I don't ever understand, like, what people think we would have got out of that. Like, I guess what I'm saying here is, like, we didn't really need that to be an inside job. We love going to war. We didn't need too much of an excuse to go to war. Mm -hmm. We're, <laughs> we, we like it. So I never understand like what they mean in the sense of like that we had to fake it to get into a war. It's like, no, I don't I don't think so. We'll just like, find a way to go. And it just yeah. are, they're like, oh, we can use this to go to war, you know? Yeah. And it's like we already we already went illegally anyway. We weren't yeah. supposed to anyway initially. And we did anyway. So it was like we didn't need really any sort of excuse. No, no. Um. Uh, we have two kind of end with uh, two heavy hitters. January 6th. Um, uh, so there's a, okay, Trump's partially funded, uh, or Jones partially funded and raised other funds to finance the January 6th Trump rally in Washington, D.C. Uh, the New York Times reported he assisted in raising at least $650,000 from Julie uh, Fincelli. She's a, a Publix grocery store chain heiress who's a big fan of InfoWars. Um, also, uh, some of that stuff included $200,000, the total amount just deposited in one of Jones' bank accounts. So wow. who's to say where the money went? Maybe just pocketed 200 Gs. I don't know. Yeah. So, of course, Jones was there on January 5th and 6th. January 5th is a Save America rally. He said, whatever happens to President Trump in 15 days, he still is the elected president of the republic. And we do not recognize the here's the, the lot of words before person. Communist China agent Joe Biden. <laughs> of course, January 6th, there he's in Lafayette Park. A video of Jones was posted on Infowars in which he uh, recorded. He was recorded saying, "We're here to take our rightful country back peacefully." 
because they're uh, we're not globalists and uh, Antifa criminals, globalist Antifa criminals. So let's start marching. And uh, I salute you all. When the rioters attacked the Capitol, Jones called on them to stop. Let's not fight the police and give them the system, give the system what they want. I didn't see evidence of him saying that, but it's weird that Alex Jones did more than the president. <laughs> <laughs> I Yeah, I didn't see any of that either. Uh, actually, what I remember from January 6th, and especially Alex Jones, is just him on the bullhorn <laughs> riling people up. But yeah. that's usually him anyway not doing so. a goddamn thing himself but just yeah yep exactly talking. so that was not the ordinary <laughs> uh he was subpoenaed by the house select committee on january 6th in short he uh pleaded the fifth amendment a hundred times um and then so this is what that that q anonymous podcast really got into of course the 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 thing with sandy hook but the thing going on during the sandy hook trial Alex Jones lawyer accidentally sent two years of texts from Alex Jones phone to the other lawyer. Oh, wow. So now that the house select committee has those texts, but what kind of lawyer are you when you accidentally send two years of text messages to the other, to the rival, to the other lawyer? You know, I hate to rile Alex up and, and create another conspiracy theory, but that in itself sounds like a conspiracy theory. That had to be on purpose. It was Come an on. inside job in court. It was an inside job. What are we doing? Wow. Wow. What an, uh, what a hilarious mess up, first of all. <laughs> oh, no. Um, but what a crazy thing. So to think about that. So he was embroiled in kind of two things at once. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Six and Sandy Hook at the same time. That's amazing. And and both he created. He yeah. it's his fault. <laughs> <laughs> and it's kind of odd that I again he's there at January 6th. Uh and then but didn't later he and maybe it wasn't him, maybe it was this was just from the internet, but I thought it was kind of him as well, uh saying that everyone there was Antifa dressed up. Wasn't that his? I think there was a lot of people. I'm sure he said that too. Okay, but okay. of of course, you know, everybody but him, uh, who who was there, was Antifa. Yeah. It was Antifa. Well, I love how that that one devolved so quickly. It was like, well, that's not us. That's a bunch of people dressed up to make us look like assholes. And then it was like, well, okay, it was us, but that's it was a normal. <laughs> <visit."> <laughs> it was, it was, it's nothing happened, but then also, yeah. why why doesn't Antifa dress up all the time and go do shit <laughs> like that? <laughs> they only did it the one time, you know. Um, uh, we've got Pizzagate. Uh, we don't have to dive too much into that, but uh, you know, he's saying there's pedophiles in the bottom of the comet uh, pizza pong or a comic uh, ping pong pizza. Easy yeah. for me to say. Um, <laughs> and that we talk about that a lot on the Q and episode of this podcast as well. And then what? Here's one of my favorites, Jeff. Uh, he got sued by Chibani yogurt <laughs> what yeah <laughs> april 2 2017 the chibani yogurt company filed a suit against jones for his claims that their factory in idaho that which was employing uh, refugees was connected to a 2016 child sexual assault and rise in tuberculosis he apologized uh, on his <laughs> show but it just what why why is Chibani yogurt <laughs> suing you? <laughs> like 
<laughs> what what's a yogurt company ever done besides make you shit? <laughs> God, now I want to. I almost want to go back and hear the the source episode where that came from. Where it's- yeah, but just like, what's your target for yogurt? Because they gave refugees a job. Because if they didn't, then you'd be like, why don't they get a job? <laughs> uh, and then finally, the the end of my notes, Jeff, is a, a heavier one, but it's Sandy Hook. Um. Yeah. And to put it in context, I had to look it up because, uh, you know, I'm not all up on my numbers of mass shootings, especially of children, but 26 people killed 20 uh, of the victims were children between ages six and seven. And the other six were adult staff members. And in short, Alex Jones is saying it was fake. They're crisis actors. The kids didn't really die. Um, and th- that's where I'm like, he goes from cartoon to just piece of shit. Yeah. And in record time because same yeah. with you i mean yeah i i yeah the same kind of feeling because it before like i said man it's it was all uh kind of what seemed like kind of playful conspiracy fun uh even if it did kind of verge i guess before this point on kind of lunacy mm-hmm. it wasn't at this point uh so a connect the connecticut jury ordered infowars founder alex jones to pay 965 million dollars in damage uh, that's, that's a lot of money, Jeff, Yeah, I, to the families for suffering caused by, uh, him saying it was a, a hoax and a massacre within hours of the shooting. Jones was telling his audience that it was staged as a pretext for confiscating guns. There you go. They're taking the guns. Yeah. Uh, Within days, he began to suggest that grieving parents were actors. In the years that followed, he repeatedly said the massacre was faked. The families testified during the trial that his lies spread by Jones led to harassment and threats by conspiracy theorists who have accused them of uh, faking their own children's death. They described feeling unsafe in their own homes and hypervigilant in public. Some of the families now have moved away from Newtown, Connecticut. August 22, a jury in a different case in Texas said Jones must pay $50 million uh, to Jesse Lewis, a six-year-old. The family uh, uh, paid to Jesse Lewis, a six-year-old kid who was killed in Sandy Hook. The actual payout will be less because the state has limits on that type of stuff. Um, And earlier this year, as Jones faced multiple defamation suits, he acknowledged in court that the mass shooting at Sandy Hook was 100% real and expressed some regret for his statements. But uh, later, he once again told his audience that people were right to raise questions about the massacre, saying, quote, I don't really know what happened there, end quote. He did the shit again, where he said whatever in court, and then he said, you know what, I don't really know. That wasn't a thing. Yeah, it's interesting. Well, and I'm I'm curious now, though, how many of these people actually give a shit about any of the stuff that's happening in court? So they may not even be aware of any of that stuff. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and by that, you mean his fans, the people that listen to InfoWars. Yeah, the actual fans probably aren't aware that he's, you know, admitting into court, you know, that he's a character and that, you know, this is real. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm very curious about that because that's. That's weird that he he feels the need to do that instead of just not speaking up on that again and just yeah. dropping all together. Again, saying whatever in court. What do what do you want me to say? And then later what? being like, no, I don't that, like. Yeah. Um, that's what I have on 
on all of Alex Jones. That's what I have, Jeff. I know you have notes and we've already gone for a while. So if you have anything to add, I'm I'm here. But I know this has been a long episode. No, no, that's that's perfect. Uh actually I, I was surprised how well our our notes matched up on a lot of this stuff. Okay, cool. No, so it, that's that's perfect. Um, but it just in short, like we talked at the beginning and, and just a, l- a few minutes ago, but a cartoon character of a person. And then he does shit like that, where it's like the storm, the capitals and the Sandy hooks of it all, which I'm sure he's, he's done, you know, it's, everything is a false flag and a gun grab and all that stuff. That's whatever it's, of course it is. Why wouldn't it be to people like Alex Jones? But then there's the yogurt thing and smoking marijuana once it like it's there's <laughs> funny parts to it but then you're just like why do you have to debate children being killed like killed. yeah it's just shit like that where you're like could you just be a, the fun conspiracy guy so at least yeah. i can and like at least be like i love alex jones not for the reasons that you think but right it's just right. like doing just the heinous shit that he does and the, the ideas that he spreads, there's some people that take it as gospel. Right. That's the other problem. I w- yeah, I wish he could go back to the fun uh, Alex Jones where he claimed that he's had sex with over 150 women. And he says that's a conservative estimate. <laughs> the, the, well, the thing is, he's he's divorced, but then he remarried. He married another lady. And I and of course, it doesn't surprise me that somebody's going to marry Alex Jones. Somebody was trying to get with the. Uh, uh, Charles Manson. Yeah, yeah. The guy with the yeah. swastika on his head doesn't surprise <laughs> me, but I do. That's the kind of shit where he's like 150 women. Like he's no Ric Flair, but for <laughs> Alex Jones getting that conspiracy uh, trim, I could see that for sure. Oh, a hundred percent. I'm, you know, I'm so curious about like what, who his wife is. I, I think it'd be really funny if his wife was not a conspiracy person at all. <laughs> well, um, she's on Twitter. Uh, I don't remember her name offhand, but she has posted videos of him because he can't. Of course, we didn't mention this, but, you know, Infowars and Alex Jones is was banned from pretty much everything. But one of the videos I didn't have the sound on, but it's just him shirtless at the at the table with food. And fr- I just I don't know why this guy feels the need to just be shirtless. <laughs> Always shirtless and on camera a lot, a lot, yeah. of, a lot of times doing embarrassing shit on camera. He's like the conspiracy theory, Burt Kreischer. (laughs) The machine of bullshit. (laughs) No, he's he's rage. It's rage against the machine. (laughs) (laughs) I think he, you know, I think he has his shirt off a lot because uh, he does go really hard on like uh, every, you know, everything's weak. Everything's feminized. And he's, you know, he likes to show off his, steroid physique <laughs> that like i i would just love it if he was ripped but he's not he's like yeah he's not he's not like overly fat but he's not not fat yeah oh did you uh i i sent you the thing and i don't know if you got a chance to watch it but it's that documentary on hbo called this place rules um, no I, that's on my cue though actually on that okay. HBO max well, yeah i do want to i love that that dude's awesome Andrew yeah, I I don't really know much about him, but it was a great uh, documentary if you want to check that out because it features uh, not heavily, but a little bit Alex Jones, and of course he's uh, has a shirt off, and they're they're <laughs> lifting weights and they're pouring I think it's Jameson whiskey into the 
one of the so like the guy lifting weights doing a bench press is then getting whiskey poured into his mouth and some of it drips out of Alex Jones mouth and then gets into his eye. <laughs> <laughs> but that, that kind of stuff. Yeah. That guy is great. The guy that does this place rules uh, used to have all gas, no breaks in uh, mm-hmm. channel five news, I believe. On, I think that's on- his thing now on YouTube, right? Yes. And it's great, man. He does a lot of stuff. And uh, I, I don't know if it was on this place rules, but he does do an interview with Alex Jones at some point. And that's where Alex is going off and doing the thing where he's like, no, no, I, I killed the kids. I killed them myself and all this stuff. And he's like, nah. And like, eventually they go off camera and his, I don't know if whoever mm-hmm. his assistant is like, I, I don't know if I'd say that man, <laughs> it's like, I don't know if I'd say that shit. you know, like <laughs> the guy who works for Alex Jones. Yeah. Who, is like, who, yeah probably yep. believes that stuff or at least is willing to pay, take the paycheck is like, all right, come on. That's that's you're crazy. But let's yeah. not say that, Alex. Let's not go this far. Uh, but if, if you don't have anything else to add, which it sounds like you don't. But if you do, uh, <laughs> I know you did your own notes. But uh, do you want to do any plugs or anything, Jeff, before I we get do- out of here? You are a stand up I- comedian. We didn't even say that. So, <laughs> no, we got we got so entrenched in, in, <laughs> in Alex, Alex Jones. Jones. No, really, all I have to to add is that uh, I agree he is a piece of shit, and I think we've I think we've covered all the points of him being a piece of shit today. And yeah. If anyone else, uh, if you haven't been convinced of him being a piece of shit today, uh, I, we can do part two, I guess, at some point. And you could buy some of the the pills that we're selling at the end of the show. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to start taking super male vitality for the next couple months, <laughs> and I'll let you know what what's going on. You're going to be ripped a la Alex Jones. Well, you're going to be here in two weeks. I'm going to start taking it until you're here next week. And I should be ripped and just constantly hard. I can't wait. I'll be hard because you're hard. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But Jeff, thank you for being on the the Alex Jones show and and hanging out uh, for as long as you did. Man, no, I appreciate it, Brent. You're one of my favorite people. And uh, yeah, I really appreciate you uh, asking me to do this. It was fun, man. Thank you for doing it. Oh man, thank you so much. It's the field trip podcast with Brent.